right, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome back to another episode of the IT Pro TV podcast. I'm your host, Don Pizzat, and in today's episode, we've got something a little bit different today. We've got a, a pre-recorded interview that I did with Tom Jones, the CEO of Pensa Labs, and it is really kind of timely because it lines up with the Equifax breach and in a way that they could have helped to prevent, or at least streamline, getting uh, patches put in place to prevent exploits like what we saw at Equifax. So we're going to basically jump over to that interview so you guys can see it. We couldn't do it live. We had to record it earlier. But uh, I want you guys to see it because it is a great example of some of the, the really amazing technologies that are out there that can help avoid situations like what we've seen right here. So without further ado, let me turn over to that interview. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the IT Pro TV podcast. I'm your host, Don Pazette, and in this episode, I've got a very special guest here in studio with me, or at least in studio remotely, where we're going to be talking about some really interesting stuff. You know, over the last couple of weeks, everybody's been talking about the Equifax breach and how it's just such a, a significant breach that so much of their data was compromised, and there were so many things that the company should have been doing but, but didn't. And we end up in this situation where we've got one of the biggest breaches in the history of, well, really the history of the Internet. And one of the questions that I've gotten from a number of the viewers out there has been, what could Equifax have done to prevent this? Like, what, what should they have been doing? What could they have done to make this not the incident that it was? And, uh, you know, one of the areas where they were the most weak, or at least it seems that way with the details we have so far, is with basically with patching exploits. That there were known exploits that were out there, like the Apache Struts exploit that... They, they were known, there was a published CVE, there was a patch fix that just wasn't in place. And so their systems were vulnerable, they got compromised, and there's the problem. So what I wanted to talk about in this episode, and, and the reason that I've got my guest here, is that I wanted to talk about how companies could avoid that pitfall of, hey, I, I know there's a patch out there, but I'm not going to roll it out. Because there's any number of reasons why a company might not choose to do a patch. They might say, uh, well, I haven't tested it with my software yet. It might cause other vulnerabilities. We've got to deploy it in a test environment and, and, and run through the, the routines there to make sure that it doesn't impact any of our software. That takes resources. Now, we've got to set up a staging environment and duplicate equipment, and there's a lot of effort and a lot of pain there, right? So when you're a large organization like Equifax, when you're an enterprise company, how do you take care of that? And to, to help us kind of see one of the possible solutions that's out there, um, is my, my guest here in the studio is, is Mr. Uh, Tom Jones, the CEO of Pensa, and they actually specialize in a number of different solutions, but one in particular that can help with this particular problem. So I wanted to talk about it today, and, and Tom, thanks for taking the time to, to join us here on the podcast. Well, thank you very much. Glad to be here. And let's talk a little bit about, uh, well, you know, let's start with the basics. Can you tell me you know, who Pensa is and, and a little bit about your company? Okay. Yeah, great. Thanks for having us. Uh, so Pensa is a company that's based in Mountain View, California, and we are a software company. Uh, we specialize in what we call intelligent automation, which is to use uh, machine learning and modeling technology to design, build, and roll out uh, computing environments uh, for companies all in software. So focusing on technologies that create storage, network, compute, application and security all in software and then what we do is use intelligent technology to design and build and roll out those environments and you know, to this point the primary way people have used this technology from us is for doing labs so setting up on the fly virtual labs so you can do testing or 
you know, learn how to use some of the new technologies without breaking your production environment uh, and a lot of other things that I, you know, I won't go into now, but uh, that, that's where we kind of intersect with the problems that folks like Equifax have had. All right. Now, I, I want to throw out some, some, some industry buzzwords. I hate to use buzzwords, but this is a great example where we need it. Uh, a lot of development teams have started switching to an agile model, right, where they can make rapid change and deploy new features to a website far faster than before. And the problem is that makes them more vulnerable, right? Uh, exploits, things can work their way into the system. And as patches and bug fixes come out, the focus is more on adding these features than going back and securing stuff that's already rolled out. And the challenge I always hear is, hey, we've got our production environment, but in order for me to, to mirror that, right, to test something out, that's a lot of work, especially with cloud deployment. So for you guys, give, give me an idea of what this would be like. Let's say that I, I had a, a web application. You know, Maybe I was a, a mortgage company or something where my entire infrastructure was deployed as a cloud solution. So it's, it's in AWS, and... I find out that there's a, a, a known vulnerability that affects my product, and I need to test out whether the fix would break things. What, what does it look like when Penta comes in to help us to do that? Okay, well, let me take the first part first. So you described Agile, which is going from the old model of developing software, where you did your requirements, you did the design, you did the development, and then you rolled it out is where you're continuously doing delivery and rolling out. And people like Facebook were early adopters of this, and they would do a drop of new software code you know, daily. And now it's become the way companies like ours and, and most companies are doing more and more of their work. The other buzzword is a thing called DevOps, where you get the development people and the operations people in IT working closely together. And very often, that handoff breaks down because the software people want to roll out new software every time they need to. It might be because there's a vulnerability where they get to roll out a patch or it might be a brand new application. Uh, but the operations people don't move at that velocity. Very many of them have older technology or established technology that just doesn't change easily. And so the way it looks, to answer your question directly, is there's a, a, a mismatch between what people on the software side want to do and people back in the data center can do. And so what we see is a lot of companies want to go forward with new technology that might be in AWS where I have a cloud and I want to put storage, network, compute, security in my application database on top of that. Uh, and I want to change it as much as I want to change it. But even... Uh, in companies that are using cloud heavily, it's it's uh, the environments are complex, and they often don't know how everything is connected to everything else. And changing one part can have unintended consequences. And that's where you run into not just big companies like Equifax, but companies of all sizes saying, geez, do we know what's going to happen when we roll out this new software? Is it going to break something else? And often what happens is these companies will say, we don't want to do major upgrades that touch our infrastructure, whether it's in-house or on cloud or wherever it is. We don't want to do that too often. We, in the old days, people would do software, major software updates, maybe twice a year. Well, even if they're doing it monthly now, that might be enough. So the complexity of the connectivity between all the parts, how everything works, when it's virtual, you can't go look at it, uh, is hard for people. And so they end up putting a lot of this stuff off. 
Now, I know one of the, the challenges I bumped into when Heartbleed came out is that a lot of people were trialing inline patches where they didn't, they didn't actually patch the library. They patched the, or filtered the traffic that was in transit to, to help stop Heartbleed. And in a lot of testing environments, they didn't have a good reflection of their production data set. So they were testing in a much smaller environment and everything looked fine. And then they rolled out into production and performance really took a, a big hit. So how does, how does the, uh, the Pencil Lab solution take care of making sure that we've got data that's, that's very similar to our production data? You know, in a lab environment, we, don't, we obviously don't want to leak sensitive data, but we need to have a, a reflection of our, of our production data set. Yeah, so that's exactly right. So what you tend to see in a lot of these test environments is people will set up a test environment using old hardware that they have, that they already paid for. Uh, so we tend to work with customers that are using a lot of VMware, are using a lot of OpenStack, uh, and we help, help them to duplicate those environments to the letter. And what we do is we use an automated technology to do that. So let's say that uh, this afternoon, I have to go test an upgrade of one of my software components to a new level because there's a security patch that needs to get deployed. Well, uh, I can, with Pensa Maestro and Pensa Lab, I can create that environment in under an hour. I can basically, without being an expert in all the parts, with all the network software uh, storage and compute parts, I can create a complete working test environment or a lot, if you will, in under an hour. And then if I need to do the next thing this afternoon, test my disaster recovery, or I want to try a new vendor, I can create those all day long. I have a fellow in our office, he's 23 years old, he's just out of school, he's pretty technical, but he can create uh, 10 pencil labs a day uh, if he wants to. And, and he does, because we have a lot of customers that want to try this out. And so, you know, that's what his job is, is he's not an expert in networking. Uh, he, you know, he's a reasonably technical guy, but he doesn't know anything about networking and he creates networking environments, you know, all day long using Pencil Lab. And so where, where we come into a place like Equifax or even a lot smaller companies who are saying, we know we need to do more, we need to test more, we need better velocity out of it, we want to do agile, uh, but we don't want to break anything, we give you that test environment that's repurposable as many times as you want to, uh, and you can uh, use our smart engine to spin them up uh, one after the other after the other. That's pretty impressive. So you're, you're platform agnostic. Um, do, what about like individual operating systems? I guess if it's all automated, it, it doesn't necessarily matter, right? You do Windows, Linux, uh, pretty much anything? Yeah, pretty much. You know, there are some things that we don't do yet. So, you know, on our website and through our folks, we'll tell you what we have and what we don't. Uh, but basically what we do is your app, whatever it is, is going to run on Linux or Windows or some common operating environment. We take care of everything below that. So the storage is in place. you got a network environment, commute. Say you're using Palo Alto Network Wall, F5 load balancer. We'll configure all of that with VMware, with VMware's networking, everything built in, ready to go. We'll do the design, validate the design, deploy it, and make it available for you to start your testing all in, you know, under well under an hour with a lot of automation. And then you move on to your next task and do it again. And so what we really are responding to is the fact that um, We've gone from an environment 10 years ago, 15 years ago, we might have hundreds of physical server network storage devices in the data center where they're cabled up and you can go look at them. Now you're in an environment where it's all in software, it's in multiple clouds, in multiple places, 
and people can't conceive of how these things connect. Uh, and it's hard, it's big ask to go into your, your person in IT and say, we need to test a, a completely new problem that nobody's ever seen before and you need to do it by the end of the day and have them be able to do that. So we give you a lab uh, that's smart enough to figure out a lot of those problems so you can get your job done uh, before you have to go home. All right. Now, I know a lot of our viewers are probably thinking the same question that I am, and I, I don't want you to give away your secret sauce or whatever, but uh, how do you guys achieve that? Do you have just you know server closets packed full of equipment that we need, or have you found a way to, to virtualize pretty much any device? Well, we, we don't deal with every device today. Uh, we're primarily dealing with the uh, modern software environment. We specialize on um, the software versions of those components. So when we spin up an environment for you, um, it, it's, it's deployed on industry standard servers that are in a secure data center, and we will create the, the software data center on top of that. If you said to us, look, we need to use our old hardware in there, in that lab, we don't do that. You know, so we'll focus on giving you a completely software-defined data center. Uh, that's what we can do. And that's really where the puck is going, if you will. Uh, where most companies want to do their IT deployments is on something like VMware or OpenStack. Uh, they just want to make sure that you know, somebody fully validates that the designs they do actually work. Um, and, and that's where we come in. And we'll use advanced uh, machine learning technologies and modeling technologies to make that. That's where our secret sauce is, is technology around the intelligence to make sure everything's modeled correctly, works correctly, and is validated so that you don't have to worry about it. All right. So what does that workflow look like? Let's say that, uh, uh, you know, my, my environment is entirely built up in uh, Pencil Lab and I am testing out a, a patch. Everything tests out fine. Everything's going great. Am I able to push that into production from there or is that a separate process? You know, I, I just go and deploy that patch through my normal means. You would uh, typically go deploy it through your normal means. Um, if you wanted to go take our uh, environment that you created and build that whole environment in your data center, we would give you a, the outputs of our system so that you could go do that. Uh, we, we'd give you a model that lays out the blueprint and you just reconstruct that in your production systems. And uh, next year though, uh, probably in the second quarter, we'll be starting to take those models and actually punch them in production. Um, what we have today, we, we charge for this lab, you know, starts at about 1500 bucks a month and you can do a whole bunch of different things with it. Um, we don't yet have the ability to take that environment and stick it into production, but we can set you up to, to basically test any of these scenarios before you touch your production system. And we'll see next year how far we can get. That's really cool. So, you know, going back to the, the Equifax example for them, if, if testing really does turn out to be the problem, because nobody really has visibility into that company yet to find out where the actual problem falls. But uh, if it was a matter of a patch came out and they just didn't have the resources available to test it or they didn't test it against the true production environment, with you guys, they could, could have built up a lab, tested it out, made sure everything worked, or if it didn't work, identify the problems and fix it in the lab environment, set up production, and then go deploy it, patch it, and protect and they didn't necessarily have to have a ton of resources on their side. That all was kind of pushed over to you. So it's a, it's a, a great scenario, and it's a great example of, of some of the, the amazing technologies coming out of the cloud today. Uh, you know, just software-defined networking in general makes things so much easier to replicate uh, that there's, there's really not a lot of excuses for companies not to be testing and rolling these out. You know, it's frustrating because I was an Equifax customer, right? I, I paid them money, and then I 
got exposed in this breach. And for the first uh, four or five months of this year, I had five credit card problems. I had an identity theft thing where my wife and I are looking around going, what are we doing wrong? And, you know, we're like, well, geez, at least Equifax tells us when there's a problem. It turns out they were they were probably the problem. So, um, you know, it impacts real people. It's not not a small thing. And um, and I think, you know, when you actually take it down from a company like Equifax that had consultants like Mandiant in there helping them and they had a lot of resources or a big company, you go to a small company, imagine your small company with this problem. I'd like to test it, but, you know, I don't know what's going to break if I deploy it, you know, without actually testing it and I don't have the capability or the skills. You know, that, 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 those are the people that we can really help the most. Excellent. Well, I know that... Uh, uh Pence has been around for a while. The, the product, I've heard many people speak highly about it, and I, I heard there was a possible solution here. I, I really see where that would fit in. Uh, are there any other services that Pence offers? Well, that, that's really our focus today. I think um, the one platform, Pence Lab, is, is, is useful for a whole variety of other uh, other examples, there are folks that are vendors, for instance, that need to do proofs of concept for customers or uh, system integrators that need environments uh, that are you know, deeply automated and intelligent to make sure they don't make any mistakes. Uh, people use these environments to train on and make sure you know complex networking or new skills or new technologies you know can be uh, can be messed around with without uh, breaking anything and and uh, you do it for a lot less money. So there's a lot of use cases, but this is really what we specialize in. You know, I think as we go forward, we'll take this same intelligent automation technology, use it for other things like the production capability I mentioned. But right now, this is our specialty, and it's a, it's a big market. I mean, you think about everybody that has IT has a need to go do a better job of testing things for a whole variety of proactive and threat mitigation scenarios. And so we feel like we're, you know, we have enough to focus on with this right now. Awesome. Well, it's definitely a cool product. If anybody wants to learn more about it, be sure to check out their website. It is pensa.ai, P-E-N-S-A dot A-I. Uh, you can learn all about it and get a chance to see it. Uh, Tom, I really appreciate you spending time with us. I know the viewers appreciate you doing it too. Well, thank you very much. It was great, great to do this. Thank you. All right. And for all you guys out there in TV land, stay tuned. We've got a little bit more of the IT Pro TV podcast coming up, but for our time with Tom and, uh, and the Pence organization, that's going to wrap it up right there. So thank you guys for watching, and we'll be back in just a moment. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, hope you guys enjoyed that interview. Great information there. And, and you know, keep in mind that solutions like uh, the Pencil Lab solution, they are really starting to come about. These technologies have been around for years, but thanks to software-defined networking and a lot of the other advanced cloud technologies, things like Ansible, they're making it really easy for us to roll out these technologies or roll out these environments and mirror our production environment. So if you're not using a service like this, you really should take a look out there. There's a ton in the field, and it, it's really getting to be kind of like the official way to be able to make sure that your, uh, your production environment can stay patched and updated while creating the minimal impact on your users. So I hope you enjoyed that interview, uh, but that is going to be it for our show this time around. Be sure to stay tuned for more episodes of the IT Pro TV podcast. I know we've got some great interviews lined up for the next couple of weeks, so you'll definitely want to check those out. But for today, this is where we wrap it up. So signing off for IT Pro TV, I've been your host, Don Pizzette, and I will see you next time.